You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. show dedicated to couples, dating, engaged, and married couples to help them build their marriage and their relationship on the rock that is Jesus Christ. I'm Father Brito Berkmans. I'm here with my co-host, Sandra Labuvi. Hi, Sandy. How are you doing? Oh, good morning, Father Brito. I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are things in your neck of the woods? Well, you know, life keeps going, and especially now that I'm retired, there are some blessings, like uh, I don't wake up early for the 6.30 Mass or even the 8 o'clock Mass. Uh, I can sleep in. Um, and so it was kind of lonely living on my own in my town home in Huntley, which is beautiful, but out in the country. But then, um, about two months ago, two of my brothers came from India with their spouses, and my life has changed. <laughs> I used to go to the grocery store every week, once a week or something. Now I'm going every two days. <laughs> well, but I'm guessing you have some people, people cooking some really good meals for you. Oh, yes. That is the blessing. <laughs> and in I, fact, to tell you the truth, they were here for about two months in, in and out. Of course, they went to other places. I put on three pounds. <laughs> now, that, now that they are with my brother up in Green Bay... You know, it's, uh, I, I'm getting back into some sort of a routine, but they will be back now for another two weeks, and then they will be going back to India. So it has been nice having them, but it has been a nightmare for them because they traveled on British Airways, and their luggage did not arrive. <laughs> uh, at least three, four pieces did not arrive for about a month. <laughs> and then they arrived, but then one piece of luggage has still not arrived. It has been more than oh, two nice. months and a few days. Unbelievable. I mean, traveling has become such a nightmare. Yeah, I was going to say, that is a consistent story I'm hearing from people I know who are traveling, um, especially internationally. It seems that they still have a lot to figure out since we've kind of reopened, right? Yes. They aren't as smooth as they used to be. I think everybody was itching to, you know, itching to travel, get out of the house, you know, it's, it's been, it's been nice. I mean, I think we had a nice summer and uh, enjoying the weather and getting out. Um, so, so how about you, Sandy? Actually, I'm just thinking about it. I'm kind of going through um, the opposite of what you are. Your house is getting fuller and my house has um, really dwindled. Uh, both of my boys, you know, with school starting back up again, um, Obviously, they're back in school now, but because Zach, my younger, graduated last uh, last year, 
they're both in college now and they both are out um, actually in Montana for school. So it's the first time, you know, since they were babies that I have to adjust to a home without my two boys in it. Um, Brian, my older, was here longer because of COVID. He ended up doing some college remote. Um, so they both went off together now. It's nice to know they're out there together. That makes me feel better. Um, but it certainly is a new reality that I'm going to have to figure out how to navigate. You know, I'm, I'm learning parenting doesn't end um, when they move away to school, but it certainly looks very different. And so I have to figure out how to parent them in this stage of their life in a way that is meaningful and productive and continues to keep the communication lines open with which a couple of boys ages 20 and 18, that's not just an easy thing to do. It's not a given. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But isn't yeah. it very comforting for you that they are near your parents? Yes, it is wonderful to know that they're together. I have some family out there that's not far from them. Um, if they went to separate schools, um, yeah. where we had no networks, I would be feeling very different. So yeah, that's right. definitely a blessing. Yeah. I know. I, I, I was just... Uh, talking yesterday to a group of people and I was saying how important family is, you know, if I think family is the great greatest gift God gave us apart from our faith and our life. And because that is the haven. And uh, I think part of the reason why we do this radio show is to help couples to start their marriage well. And so that they can also build a beautiful Catholic family. Right. So, and speaking so, of beautiful Catholic families, yes. would you like to introduce who's joined us today? Oh my gosh, it is a joy for me to introduce today's couple. I've known them for so many years and they have been like family to me. Uh, we have been so close and they come from Minnesota. I think Minnesota people are very wholesome, I think. <laughs> so here we have today Dan and Trish Bulo. Uh, hi, Dan and Trish. Nice to see you. Oh, Hi, Father Preto. Uh, so we are very happy to have you on the show. I've been wanting to have you forever. And uh, you know Sandy, of course. So. Of course. Good to see you both again. You too, you. Sandy. Yeah, thanks for joining the show. Oh, so welcome. usually when, when, we, when we first introduce our couples, we really like to just get a foundation of understanding on your relationship, you know, so... Um, how did you guys meet? How did you come together? What was maybe your courtship period like before, obviously, you decided to take the plunge into marriage? So can you give us some of that background? Sure. It's been uh, coming on 35 years here, October nice. 2nd. So uh, we go we go way, way back. Um, and it happened when we were, I would say, in a way, two completely different people as far as uh, age and maturity and all that. And um God willing, we've, we've grown together. Um, not always easy at certain times, but um, why don't you give the history? No, I, uh, we actually met in high school. I went to an all boys uh, high school. That's not where I met her because she was at an all girls high school, <laughs> just a neighboring school. And, uh, and so we met when we were what, going in junior uh, after our junior year. So 1980. And, uh, and then we were married in 87. And, and, um, and so it's been great. I mean, we're really very fortunate to have met at that young age and have done a lot. And we, we were together uh, for about seven years. We were real fortunate. And um, we actually had a chance to go to school in Europe where uh, 
I was in school in London and Trish was in Birmingham and we got to travel with some friends quite a bit uh, at that time. And that was, uh, that was a special time in our lives as well. And uh, we've been very close ever since. So can you tell us a little bit about that seven year period from when you went, when you had met to when you had gotten married? Um, was it college that kept it? Cause that's a, a relatively long courtship nowadays, six yeah, years. It sure is. It, yeah. Seven we, years. As Dan said, we were uh, 17, 18 years old. Um, so, you know, you finish up high school and um, we both went on to college. So part of that was taken up with um, life experiences that, so many young people go through uh, high school and college, uh, and we had no intention of getting married, um, didn't enter our minds until after we completed college. Actually, I knew I was going to marry her when I saw her in high school. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. We grew up in uh, St. Paul, which is made up of a lot of little parishes, and she was in uh, Nativity Parish, Nativity and I was Parish. at St. Luke's Parish, and even though it was kind of a small town, and you know, a small city, if you will, um, we didn't know each other uh, until we really got into high school. And then, but we had some mutual friends and had a lot of friends to this day. We have a lot of the same friends that we grew up with in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, what that courtship was, you know, four, five years was taken up with schooling and then, you know, got our, began our career jobs and whatnot, but it wasn't long until after that, that we got engaged and, and got married. So, um, you know, there were trials as far as being separated at college and whatnot. And we each, you know, dated a little bit out, uh, you know, on our own, which I think was healthy um, and realized uh, the most important person to us, you know, was each other. Um, so it was, you know, different experiences. And I, I think it was healthy that we all, each of us went to be started out at separate schools in college. Um, you know, just kind of giving us our own space to adventure out how we wanted to. But again, the path always led back to each other, um, you know, to reaffirm our commitment and relationship. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was saying when, when we got married, I knew I was going to marry Trish when I first met her in 1980. She didn't know that for years later, but... Uh, <laughs> But then my first job out of college was residential real estate. And the first house I sold, I bought a ring and whatnot. And so, you know, we didn't know any, didn't have a whole lot of, you know, thought. And as far as if I was going to sell any more houses after that, but uh, that was pretty important to me personally at that time. So, so then what was the engagement period like and how, I mean, you're coming to know each other's families, I would imagine. Um, how did that move forward into marriage? Well, again, uh, I went to a private Catholic girls school. Dan, as you mentioned, went to a private um, boys academy, uh, Catholic. And we, Dan got to know some of uh, my brothers going to the same school um, before I even knew him. Um, they were different years in school, but they played sports and whatnot together. Um, so, and again, coming from St. Paul, everybody kind of knows everybody. Um, so it didn't, you know, our, our families never really, our parents, for example, never really socialized together, but they were, you know, great parents and great role models um, to us. And they, you know, got along well. And uh, so it was just, it was a short engagement, six months. Yeah. When April we, to October. Yeah, I um, mean, when, when, when I asked you to marry 
me, you, you know, we pretty much, it came down to, uh, how long it took to, to plan the wedding, really. We were looking to get married, you know, as soon as reasonably possible. So it was a fairly short, it was six months. And, and uh, you know, thankfully Trish has a bunch of sisters and her mother and all those, a lot of help at the time to, to put all that together in pretty short order. And we were married by Bishop Bullock at the oh, Tiffany Church. Yes, yes, you know. yes. So, uh, the idea that both families were strong, that I think gave you an advantage in beginning your marriage. And you yeah. came from very strong families. No, Britta, when you were talking about family, I mean, I couldn't agree more about that. I mean, I feel that I'm so fortunate and blessed to, you know, have my family who are very, I have three brothers. I come from yes. a relatively small family compared to <laughs> Um, but to this day, I, you know, I'm very close to my mom and dad, my brothers who still all reside in in twin cities and uh, a shout out to the twin cities in St. Paul, I would say is because of all of my family and all of Trisha's very large family. We're the only ones that moved out of the twin cities. So it says a lot about, you know, and uh, what about faith? You know, both of you went to Catholic schools. Did it have a part to play in the way your marriage has played out? Uh, yes, I think definitely um, the commitment um, as far as a spiritual commitment to each other and the bond um, that it's forever is, is the goal. Obviously, there are situations that arise that it's not that way for everybody, which is understandable, but um, it definitely uh, is a a backbone in our relationship, I believe, Um, and obviously spills over then to our our children um, and whatnot, but it's definitely been a foundation for our marriage and, and, yeah, strengthening it. Yes. So, um, so you got married and uh, how were the early years? How did they go? And you know what I would say again, I, I, I see it's so different as kids today. I look at my own kids and their views on things. Um, but everything today seems to be definitely more planned and, um, we're going to wait till this and we're wait till these career ambitions are fulfilled and, and nothing wrong with that, but I would say we didn't put a whole lot of thought into planning, um, which maybe sounds reckless or something, but it was more that we knew we were in love and we wanted that we weren't so worried about, as Dan said, he had just started his career. I had just started my, so financially we were probably not in a great place, um, but that was not of a real worry or concern to us because we had faith in each other. And I think we knew um, the commitment was there uh, you know, we were 24, which, which is young. Um, For today, yes. But I, I think the overarching message is that we didn't overly plan. I think with overly planning, sometimes you put in all the obstacles in place that right. maybe prevent you from moving forward. Very good idea. We'll hold that thought because we need to take a break. All right. So don't touch the dial. We'll be back.
Sunday, September 18, Catholic Charities is hosting a reunion for anyone who was involved in St. Vincent's Orphanage, the life-affirming agency that helped establish thousands of families at 721 North LaSalle Street in Chicago over 91 years. Tours of the building begin at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mass will be celebrated at noon with a reception to follow. Adoptees, adoptive parents, staff members, volunteers, and friends of St. Vincent's are all welcome to attend. These annual reunions offer adopted persons a chance to see where their lives began, where they were baptized, and to meet some of the people who cared for them. Everyone found love and support when they came to St. Vincent's. This event is free, but registration is required. Call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when I have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives you are molding lives shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities St. Martin de Porres Society offers meaningful conversation with compelling speakers to discuss the needs of our region, nation, and world, and the power of faith in meeting those needs. On Wednesday, September 28th at 6.30 p.m., Sally Blount and Father James Martin will participate in a special online event putting faith into action, becoming builders of a better world. To register for this free event, visit athenaeumcenter.org slash events. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-E-U-M center.org. You can also email us at partners at catholiccharities.net for more information. Join us as we learn more about the charitable works of the church and inspire each other to live our faith in new ways. Good morning and welcome back to Built on the Rock a radio show dedicated to couples, engaged couples, um, dating couples, married couples, um, to help them to build their lives on the rock that is Jesus Christ. And how we do that largely in part is by the couples that we interview and the in insights that they share with us um, about what they have learned along the way. So today, of course, with me is Father Brito, and we have Dan and Trish Bulow with us that we have been spending um, a little bit of time with getting to know their story. and. Um, if I did the calculations correct, you're married for 25 years now, correct? 35. Wait, 30, 35 years. Oh, my on gosh. October, on October 2nd, That's 35 years. Years, and I was a math major. That's embarrassing. 35 <laughs> years. <laughs> so anyway, what I, I love what you had just shared with us before the break, Trish, where you had mentioned that the two of you in your engagement phase um, leading into marriage, you didn't overly plan is the way you put that. And I thought that was so wonderful for us to just 
think about even in terms of our lives in general. You know, when we tend to overly plan, which I can be a planner myself, it sometimes leaves less room for God and the Holy Spirit to work among us, you know, and um, and it also sets us up for disappointment when the plans don't always go as we had intended them to do. So I just love that freedom with which you approached um, knowing what your end goal was in sight, but you you kind of held on to it loosely and just moved towards that goal together, leaving room for the spirit to work. Um, so now we enter into the 35 years of marriage. You're young, you're wide-eyed, you know, you're in love with each other, um, and the children begin to come. So from what I understand, I believe you have four children. <laughs> um, and I'm guessing that that brought new challenges to your relationship. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about maybe what it was like um, to go from the two of you to now this extended family that gives you different priorities and, and focuses and, and what maybe you have learned through some of, of that period that our listeners may be able to, uh, to appreciate. Well, I was, you know, we were married in 87 and we had our first child, Robbie, when he was 89. And so that was two years later. And every two years we had a, a, a new child, it seemed. Uh, until, Very unplanned, but so, it happened that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> speaking, wow. speaking of not planning, but uh, <laughs> no, we had, uh, we had Robbie and then Charlie and then Annie and Eddie. And, and so, and uh, you know, I, I think I would say that that was really, and is the, really the son of our lives. You know, we're so lucky and blessed to have them as, as part of our family and, and so lucky and blessed that they are really close and like to spend time with each other. And, and we spend a lot of time with them. And so um, to this day and every phase was unique. And certainly when you're young, and I don't think I personally have been built and built now to be raising two-year-olds because I've, I've had some encounters with them recently, but at the time, <laughs> I think uh, it all went uh, went great, you know, and it was a very, you know, but certainly was the center of our lives and, and continues to be, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, the challenges are there when they're young, be it uh, wakeful, odd hours of the night and sicknesses and whatnot, but I, I look back and uh, you hear people say, you know, to kids graduating, oh, college is the best years of your lives or the next phase is the best years of your life. And I, uh, that was just, I guess, because it was a partly surprise at just the depth of love you can have for your kids and uh, just the whole miracle of the whole, you know, life itself. Um, so that just brought a whole depth to me at, at my age of life um, that I just cherished and cherish today. And, uh, I, you know, and as Dan said, fortunately, and I say to my kids all the time, the best thing you've got going for you is family. And uh, to see them really best friends is rewarding to us, to me personally. Um, and, you know, the, as far as raising kids, I look back and I think uh, a strong level of discipline uh, is is so healthy in, in the healthy manner. Um, you know, just uh, sticking to your beliefs and your guidelines because popular opinion isn't already always popular with you or within your family. But it, it's hard today um, to convince kids and to stay on your path of, of your beliefs um, when there's so much outside noise. And there was a lot of outside noise when we were raising our kids, but um, 
to stick stick to your guns and what you really believe in. Um, and you've got to give a little too, but I'm glad I stuck to my beliefs on a lot of issues. Now, with 37 years of marriage, I'm sure you have some lessons you have learned and some insights you have about how to navigate this relationship. I think both of you, knowing your families, you know, you have a very large extended family, the cousins and uncles, and, and you have all that connection. The support system is very good. Uh, so you may have gathered some insights, some wisdom. Would you like to share with us some things that you do? I mean, I'm sure every, every couple goes through some challenges at some time. How do you deal with those things? Well, I mean, that's a great question. There's a lot to that. Um, you know, I am very fortunate, again, just to have met Trish at such a young age and married Trish and because she's such a wonderful person and, and uh, a wonderful mother and, 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 and wife and partner and friend. And to this day, you know, I really am, you know, so much in love with her at this point. I, I, and I think a lot of that, frankly, is probably, you know, a lot of good fortune, you know, in, in some in respects, but I would also say, you know, relationships aren't easy and, and it's not enough to meet halfway and you really got to overlap and you got to work at it. And, uh, you know, and so there's a lot of challenges that have come your way and we're certainly not perfect. And, uh, and, and so, um, you know, we've had, I would say a lot of fun and enjoy in our lives. And, but at the same time, you know, we've, been very fortunate and, and have worked hard at it. Anything? Uh, no, I, I, you know, I'm on the same page with Dan and it's, uh, you know, our marriage hasn't been perfect. And I remember when you asked me to come on the radio show, I, I didn't want to come off as being, you know, this all knowledgeable on marriages or anything. Oh, because no. It's constant, a constant learning curve every stage from the first couple of years to raising kids and the differences on which direction you take with them and discipline to as you grow older and you send them off um, the guidance for them and just differing opinions and views um, that you have to learn um, you know respect for each other's views and and whatnot and it's it's a constant journey um, and I, I think just somehow trying to lose your own egos um, because sometimes the people we're closest to it can be hardest on um, because there's so many insights that they have into you or you know I have into Dan or he has into me and so many shared experiences both good and bad that obviously glue you together differently than you do with uh, maybe a family member or a close friend but in dealing with that I think uh, communicating maybe with the outside source that you have total faith in um, for me, it's a couple family members, maybe not all of them, but um, if you have to unleash some things that you feel uh, at certain times are better to talk to, easier for you to talk to, um, to an outside person, um, it, it, that can be a very healthy thing to do um, if, if you need it. Great. Yeah. I was just, again, I think that you make a great point there as far as you know, you get caught up sometimes in life with your, you know, your own self and just to, but not to take 
life for granted uh, and just to, and especially taking, you know, your, those relationships and your, and your wife, in my case, you know, for granted in any way to try to keep remembering and, you know, how, uh, how precious and important and lucky we are and fortunate. And, uh, and I think that's something too that, uh, you know, as far as, uh, for me personally, is, is something that's important uh, as well. And, touched on that yeah I, one one thing that is uh, very obvious is is that how much you appreciate each other even after 37 years of marriage and you are so much in love with each other you know that's what we hope for all the couples and uh, you know we are almost coming to the end of our show so this has been wonderful having you on the show Dan and Trish uh, and we will now you know, we'll say goodbye to you, but uh, uh, as we think of our children returning to schools and universities, maybe we can say a prayer for them. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we're kind of past time, but assuming that this will stay in, we'll read the prayer. Otherwise, we can open our show next time with this prayer as well, because it does sum up all of this um, that we've been talking about, the importance of our children and our family. So as our kids go back to school, we want to say a special prayer um, for the teachers and for us parents who are in very many ways the teachers of our children. Uh, Lord Jesus, when you lived and worked and talked among people in Palestine, they called you teacher. Help us to remember the greatness of the work which has been given us to do as parents and teachers. Help us always to remember that we work with the most precious material in the world, the mind of a child. Help us always to remember that we are making marks upon that mind, which time will never erase. Give us patience with those who are slow to learn and even with those who refuse to learn. When we have to exercise discipline, help us to do so in sternness and yet in love. Keep us from the sarcastic and the biting tongue and help us always to encourage and never to discourage those who are doing their best, even if that best is not very good. Help us to help these children, not only to store things in their memories, but to be able to use their minds and to think for themselves. And amidst the worries and the irritations and the frustrations of our calling as parents and teachers, help us to remember that the future of the nation and of the church is in our hands. Help us to draw our children closer to you. Help us to help them love you more and live their baptismal commitment to the fullest so that one day, we will all be united in your home in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dan and Trish. Thank you, yeah, Father. You're Brito. welcome. Thank you, Father Brito and Sandy. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks so much for joining us. Great seeing you again. All right. You too. Take care. Have a great day. God bless you until we see you again next month. Well, we'll see you sooner. <laughs> <laughs>